drums for you. I can hear that. The curse of Yah. What do you think I means by what do you think I mean by that? The curse of Yah. I'm telling you, there's nothing to fool around with now, folks. It's it's nothing to fool around with now, folks. You know, it doesn't matter what it looks like in your head, really. Your head, your thoughts, your perception. What matters is what is. Now, you know, and I agree with this word. Someone put this up. Uh, I, I don't know who they are, but they, it was out there today. Someone uh, prophesying a word. And it's just, it's just, you know, from the Bible. Basically, it's saying that God has sent strong delusion to those who hate the truth. Now, you could also, if you want to be, you know, if you want to put it in technical terms, it'd be, well, you hate the truth, you would hate God, you would hate Jesus, you would hate life, you would hate, you'd be right in step with the billionaires. <laughs> yes. And there's something to say. I mean, I feel really, you know, I, I, I have extended too much trust. And I, and, you know, my, my thinking now is, <clears throat> Um, now that I've, well, now that I'm looking down the barrel of the billionaire's gun and they're about to blow my head off, I'd like to, you know, re, you know, change some of my thoughts about billionaires right now. The billionaire class in this world is completely, maybe not a hundred percent, but pretty much the majority is evil. And you know, what's really interesting is how they, uh, you know, and most of them are, you know, set up. They're, they're, they're all, all into, you know, satanic cults and rituals and, you know, child trafficking and, you know, and let's face it, pedophilia, pedophilia trafficking. That, that's what goes on in the circles that, you know, worship wealth. That's what happens. Let's not kid ourselves. Let's not, let, let's, it's just truth, you know. Sorry. I'm sorry they do that. And as it comes out more and more, you see they're trying to normalize it, right? With all the, you know, have you seen the pornography of, uh, I've, I've taken a look at the pornography they had on, on, I think it was on, on the news, of what the kids are reading. This is exactly what, you know, um, and I thought that was all relegated to like elite families that, are, that worship Satan and they want their kids to all be lined up in sex because... Sex is like numero sex and bloodletting. Those are the two things. So the kids all have to be on board, and way before they're you know of age, way before they're in puberty, and has to be at uh, four, three, four, five years old. Is even that's not too early to you know traumatize them sexually, so they are um, compliant. And that word compliant is really the right word about it. 
Many who are caught up in that whole thing, they don't even know what they're... I hear them talk about it, and um, they initiate people that are adults, of course, that are talented people, and they invite get invited to a Hollywood party, and you get invited, uh, you know, this one guy, was it Jimmy Levy, who was a guest on Alex Jones, he was talking about being led upstairs by a, a girl, I don't know, you know, semi-nude girl, whatever, um, you know, and it's a... Uh, Basically, you know, um, a bunch of men buggering a, a little boy, you know, you know, and then the boy, the boy scrammed out of there and, uh, and, you know, and then, you know, and each other and whatever. And it was just like, you know, here's the real orgy, you know, <laughs> and this is what you have to do to be part of the club. In other words, you know, you want to be in, you know, they, they have these parties all over the place. And a lot of times I'll have a party for somebody that's, um, they want to capture. So they invite them, you know, and the guy that's going to it thinks it's just a normal party, right? But they're handled and manipulated the moment they get there to be led into this uh, exchange, which is this basically defilement, and for them to take part in what they think is sex but is actually a ritual and actually becomes the selling of the soul. Or, if you like, the blind obedient, uh, obedience to the group. Uh, but anyway, uh, it goes something like that. And then of course, you know, from then on they become, you know, trained up in the ways of, you know, evil and, um, you know, to exploit other people and, and to also take orders from what the billionaires, you heard about the hierarchy when the hierarchy, he who has the most money gets to the top of the hierarchy. I mean, that's the way it kind of works, but money is easy to come by because it's from a collective. It's a collective. In other words, they take care of their of their people that are and the basic, um, you know, the basic raison d'etre. The whole purpose of it is to overthrow the life that's on earth, civilization, you know, God, you know, family, you know, um, morals, uh, even have even things like, um, uh, you know, uh, social habits and social graces and you know, uh, politeness and things like, you know, to overthrow all of that order um, would be, you know, would be the, the thing. And because, and the reason, you know, that's an ancient battle, of course, and that goes back to pre-human, that goes back to, you know, God making humans in his image and likeness and all that, but it's it's even deeper than that, you know. And you know, look it up in Job. I've got some scriptures today for that I pulled uh, for this session today, uh, you know, because the concern is, it's really the billionaires of the world uh, waging war against um, humanity because they have been, and, and these billionaires are all beholden to this cult, the same cult, whether you call it Davos, whether you, someone asked me the other day about uh, cults, what's the name of this coven or that coven? Well, they have, there's all kinds of you know, Golden Dawn, Order of the Phoenix, um, you know, they have all these names, but they're all beholden to the same one. There are, uh, uh, there, there are different names, but there's really only one, okay? And um, the trafficking of children, people have discovered, you know, and even though they tried to, try, tried to get rid of it at Pizzagate and make it a mockery of it, of people that would uh, be calling out for that. You know, I started fighting them probably, you know, well, preteen actually, you know, and, 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 and all that. And it got me into um, a, a lot of trouble. My friends, though, all got dead because they didn't understand 
that there is this other world. You know, God bless him. You know, some people are pure hearts and they just can't see the evil, that, that, that level. You know, you know, you can now see the level of evil we're talking about, right? Do you think kids like eight or nine years old could, could fathom that? So they want to indoctrinate the kids so that those kids become the honchos. And, you know, in, in, from, you know, my background, the people in those circles, unfortunately, you know, it's not just one family or another. It's all of them, really, in collaboration. And the women are really running the show, you know, in terms of, you know, the, the witches running the show in terms of organizing those playtimes. And notice how a lot of that is, is a lot of those are witches, too, that are, that are running that uh, transgender um, story hour, which is really just playtime, you know, dressed to look like something else. But the purpose is the same, to sexualize the kids. And, in, you know, in the case of my having gone through this, uh, you know, trauma, rape, being beat up. One time I was, I remember I was pushed against the, the they pushed me against the rock and, and, you know, just about broke my skull open. And it was just all of that was, you know, because um, I would fight them off. I became traumatized. I didn't want anyone near me. You know what I mean? And so it was like, now, now there's a problem, okay? And, uh, but it's understandable, you know, if you get, you know, abused, you, you, you can have that reaction. So, you know, and that reaction ruined my life, actually. So, um, because it led to, you know, the most amazing horrors of all, assassination attempts, um, you know, late, later on in my teens, you know, to just incredible... Um, levels of, of of torture and abuse, you know, by institutions that they control, that the wealthy control these institutions. That's why I tried to portray that. And they also, because a lot of the kids, you know, that aren't getting with it, they get dumped in like, they used to get dumped in state hospitals, right? Or jail, you know, set up to be, to go to jail, maybe a, a false witness, something like that to go to jail, but to do that dirty work of clearing out the undesirables out of society. The undesirables back <clears throat> in my day, the undesirables were those who did not get going along with the program. Sexual abuse, uh, satanic ritual abuse, since, the, since all of these cults have their rituals, which are usually parties. Okay, but then there's a theme to the party. And there are people dressing up in little costumes and things. And and you know it's all an excuse to to you know ultimately have a have some kind of sacrifice and have you know a um you know some kind of orgy involving children and 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 you know this has been going on i don't know for thousands of years it seems like uh <clears throat> i know that they cover it up i know that you know oprah covers it up when she was going on the lookout for satanic ritual abuse survivors and she talked to one and there may have been a family up in Michigan that's, that, that buggered some kid or something like that. And that's, that's not it at all. It's in the schools, and, and the schools, in my day, they, they, they would um, order you to you know, get in sexual situations with your, with your fellow classmates at uh, eight years old, you know, in these little private schools. And, you know, of course, oversee it. And, and if you would not comply with that, then you'd get in trouble. So you had schools, you had um, <clears throat> the public sector. The public sector was uh, also 
involved. You had the police involved because the police would often be involved in trafficking. You had the uh, the, the 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 fire you know, elements of elements in each. You know, government government elements and and <clears throat> uh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to take another break of my. Now that I'm talking, they're trying to stop my voice from coming forth. You need some water, then? I need, you know, either one plant or something. Okay. Terrible, because I want, I want you to hear my real voice. I don't want you to hear, you know, this sudden blockage of my voice. By what? I mean, why does this happen when this subject comes up? Can you tell me that? And yesterday was really bad, because... Uh, I need some help over here. So yesterday was really bad because a million a million things happened and over and over and over again. You know, just these little things that show you you're under attack. And of course, I'm not surprised. You know, you know of the the weekend of Halloween. I've what most people don't realize is that Halloween is just a. Um, it's 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 not just you know for kids. I mean, that the people that are involved in these circles and whatnot take this very seriously i mean what's what is this <clears throat> this is <clears throat> it's in a spot where i can't i can't get it or i you know i i don't even want to be here i, I don't even want to be on earth so we're gonna get you know we're gonna try to you know continue without you know being killed is there a way to kill me right here? Probably, probably there is. So I've normalized the subject, and the more I normalize it, you know, the more I've been able to draw from memories and things and, and, and be able to, to see what they've done is they make it so that when you have any kind of experience to share that you, you know, you, you know, they can wipe the whole thing so that you... You were sick, you were deluded, you were demented, you made it up, you were, see what I mean? And all of that, and that's what they've been doing to, to, to victims all these years, you know, you need help, you need to go to the, you know, and in hospitals they give you shock treatments, okay? Not for depression, but to wipe your memory. So there's shock treatments, and then of course, most of the kids get dumped in these hospitals, they never get out. Right? They have insurance that goes forever. They never get out. So, um, you know, because they don't want it to ever come out. And that's the way it's been. And so now the change in tactic is now we're getting ready for the end of the world. So now this is with the new world order. That's This is going to be acceptable, i.e. pedophilia. But then they'll accept the rest of it too. Satanic sacrifice, getting rid of the undesirables. First in the name of, say, racism or something. But then eventually uh, they'll accept the notion that we need to have sacrifice. Abortions, which are sacrificed to Molech. Is there anyone that doesn't realize that, that the abortion game is simply in a, in, you know, a sacrifice with the idea of tremendous money? Like there, I think there's up to $300,000 or even more per baby. And that many of the products we eat, consume, have baby parts in them from these abortions, which are, you know, I know people, people that do rituals 
in the abortion, and they're doing the satanic ritual and doing it inside the pentagram circle. Do you understand that? But you see, what God's holding people accountable for is, yes, well, you understand they're actually doing a ritual. They're actually doing a structural witchcraft type of ritual uh, to bring about, you know, the normalization of of complete insanity, right? To bring about a, um, a, a destruction of society, to form a new one, one based on Satanism. And which, which no one admits exists, and they, oh, I don't worship Satan, and you know, I'm an atheist, and they can say whatever they want, but that's the system. And um, the, the, the end game of the system is death. And I think you'd agree that um, this, these, some of these tinctures have a, uh, a wrapper on them. The one I'm having now is well. What I'm trying to do now is oh wow! Let me just pull these wrappers off. Sorry, I got distracted there, but we're leading into a new word, so that's why there's all kinds of problems. And how about another? Uh... So here's the here's I, I did receive. You know, I never get the big word where I get to play the big the, the role of the big prophet. You know, I never get to do that. I just talk. But here's the thing. No, I don't want to do that. I, I believe me, I I I want to have a light footprint here on the earth. <laughs> but I can tell you this. Um. The meta, okay, we have enough of a preamble about, you know, you already know about, you know, satanic cults and the whole, you know, the whole thing. Like I said, for the guys coming up in Hollywood and all that, you know, the adults, whatever, they have parties to initiate them in and they have to be able to get something on video and, you know, but it's usually just some kind of orgy they take part in and, you know, and, you know, they get them eventually, Right. And uh, and then it's like, if you want to cooperate and play ball, you're going to do very well. If you want to fight this thing, you're going to um, fail, and you're going to wish you never uh, breathed a breath. You know, that's basically it. And the case of this Jimmy Levy guy, he uh, <clears throat> he just come into God. He was just like, learned, you know, everything. He just got that download from God. He's like, you know, you people can't be doing this. And he fought him, and he ran out of the party he he saw that room he saw this kid run out from this circle of i don't know if they were nude men or whatever but you know you could you could you know i'm not even gonna fill your imagination with you know the the obvious idiocy of these people so kid runs out and he realizes it's this some kind of pedophile ritual initiation thing and uh, it was designed and what he didn't say i do know so i'm gonna give you just and if I'm wrong, he, he can correct me if he hears this or, you know, anyone else. But it was, I don't think he would say this, but see, I, I do know. They targeted him. They targeted him specifically. That party was for him. It wasn't just a party he was invited to. But they make it look like that every time. And 
they'll start in on you from, you know, adolescence up. <clears throat> and if you refuse them, it's the same thing as a woman scorned. You know, they come after you. You know what I mean? You probably don't live. If they try to initiate you and they have a little party for you and you balk out of that, you're pretty much going to be hunted down the rest of your life uh, because of the fact that they... So what happened in the church is they, they, they initiated the entire church, you know, the entire church of Rome and, um, you know, the entire church period all in all religions into you know, being like gatekeepers of this secret and also purveyors of the, you know, the recruiting of um, children and pedophiles into the ranks of the high satanic ranks in the hierarchy uh, for the purpose of the rulership of the earth. And we all know that, you know, Satan runs the earth. I mean, that's kind of a no-brainer, you know. And we have to, all we have to do is look back at the uh, temptation of Jesus, uh, where he could have anything he wanted, you know, you know, because Satan at that point ruled all the institutions of the earth. And they'll all bow down to you, Jesus, if you bow down to me. And he would be the king of the earth. Not riding in on a donkey. He'd be the king of the earth. And you know, it showed Satan's control, every single institution. So I think we can safely say from that scripture that the music industry and any other kind of, you know, show and tell industries, you know, entertainment, sports, any of these things, uh, there is this issue, right? They're not letting in anyone. That, listen, I know Christians who don't want to be seen with people who are not initiated in this thing. In fact, it's been very painful for me to have to learn that. You know, for how to, to see that rejection of me. I mean, I don't feel bad about me. I've got my whole life. My whole life has been, you know, fighting these motherfuckers. Because, because they killed my friends. They killed my brother. They killed my loved ones. They killed my daughter. Don't you think I might be a little upset about that? You know the advice that I got? After all this tragedy, it's like, well, it's your fault. Had you conformed, everything would have been fine. That was what I was told. By big-time Christians. <laughs> Big time! Yeah, high time, you know, showing off all over the place. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, that's what they would tell. What do you think of that? You think that's evil? Let me explain what that is. That is called no way to live. In other words, they shut everything so that you can't live. And now the world is going through that. What we went through as kids, you guys are now going to have this. You're going to have every door shut. And, uh, and I want to explain what meta is. Meta is... It, let me explain. I had a vision. It was so familiar to me. You know, it's like I've been here before. I feel like I've done everything that we're doing and everything the last 20 years. I feel like I did it before. So here's what's coming. Meta 
meta is found also in Girl Next. I mean, Girl Next is absolutely. I didn't realize this till yesterday. I watched it on Tubi, you know, Tubi, and I went to check out if it was any good. They make you watch these commercials, but the actual color and the sound, pristine. You know, there's just no way to. I mean, it just looks. It's just. It's. It's amazing how good it looks. For that was like ninety nine percent talent, and we didn't have that much money, but we made it look as good as everybody. You know, just it just looks amazing, and the colors, the color grading. That HDR color grading, oh my God, gorgeous. But that's not the point. The point is in the narrative of the story. I mean, that's the point. And, and there's a lot of, you know, kind of little hints about where things are going. It's got a prophetic thing going on in there. And there's all kinds of angles and facets I saw this time that I didn't see before. Even though you say, well, you're the author. It's, yeah, but when you're an author, it's a two-dimensional you know, in your imagination, it's three-dimensional, but it's two-dimensional putting it down on paper, and then it's three-dimensional in your imagination, then the director gets hold of it, and then he creates a vision for how it's going to be, and, you know, and we're all collaborating in that, you know, and casting and different things, you know, trying to, you know, make sense of it, really. And, um, and this one was really to make sense of, because I was accused of just being completely insane in writing it. I think Mike... Well, he doesn't say that now with with all the wins we've had. Uh, but, I mean, it, in the beginning, I had to face, they, you know, they, they, the, how easily they doubted me, though. And I have to admit, I don't have the strongest self-esteem, you know what I mean? So it's kind of easy to blow me over. But still, I'm glad we didn't just hack me in a hackneyed way, go rewrite the whole script because we were insecure, you know what I mean? Just try to make something that, a little slasher movie or something for the... Uh, you know, uh, intellectually challenged, you know, youth or something. But so here's the thing. Uh, uh, meta, and of course it's a disfigured, you know, infinity symbol, which also could be likened to the snake eating its tail, which is also likened to the end of the world in the terms of, uh, uh, and it's also likened to a world that's not this world, but distorted. It's a digital world. Okay, and so what meta represents is euthanasia. Of the everything links together, whether it be Great Reset, Zuckerberg, you know, all of them are the same, exactly the same. That's why I say there's only one cult. There's not, you know, 50, you know, Davos and, you know, the G20 just went off with, you know, Biden walking around wiping his ass in public. And, you know, it's it's not it's it's not just the, the, the most, you know, you know, basically and what that is basically is the billionaire class getting together and deciding how they're going to run the world. You know, Bilderberg, Skull and Bones, uh, you know, Bohemian Grove, and all the all this stuff. It's only one thing. There's only one master of that realm. So there's one consciousness and one thought, and each one of those assholes has one thought. And so here's the deal about, you know, number one, allowing these people to become these kind of billionaires was a big mistake. There should have been antitrust. There should have been, you know, the, the, the idea that they created this pandemic, pandemic, and then they, in many cases, doubled their billionaire fortunes. Um, 
you know, it was ridiculous how much they made. It had a monopoly for their brands and their people while trying to destroy mom-and-pop businesses. That's your Zuckerberg. He shouldn't be tolerated walking on the sidewalk. But we do. We bow down, you see. So God's going to judge us because we don't stand up. Anyway, so my thinking about capitalism, you know, and, and I say this is, the, this is the big problem. I'm not saying that, you know, there's a, a, a way of having a monetary system where it's not going to be corrupt. The, the love of money is the root of all evil, and that's what's wrong with these people. These people are pure evil because of money. The billionaire class is an abomination. They should never be. Same thing with Trump. He, he was worshiping the billionaire class. That's another thing I have against him. You know, he was all into the billionaire class. We all thought that was funny. Well, it's not very funny now, is it? And that's what got him to sign up with Pfizer and Fauci because he's a billionaire. Do you understand? He's corrupt. He's corrupt and cannot be obviously trusted to lead, and he's a poor judge of character. He's not what you what's needed as president, I can tell you that. But people are so desperate to have something called America that they, they want to they just want to recruit Trump and it's like you guys are out of your mind. The whole problem with this this whole group is billionaires. These billionaires want to kill all of us. But here's what they want. Here's the way they're going to do it. Let me tell you why it's euthanasia. Let me tell you how it, it ties into the fallen angels on the moon, you know, with, their, with the soul scalping device and the recycling of souls. Oh, my God, it's all coming together. Well, I thought it was crazy. I had a vision of the moon. I was taken to the moon. I saw this council of elders that were deciding what was going to happen on the earth. And then there was this, like, this machine type of thing. So when you die, you go into this tunnel of light as being run by the quote aliens and by that I mean you know reptilians you know whatever big eyed buggy you know demonic looking things insect boy insect men you know the insect men and uh, you go through there and they send you your loved ones and all your memories and all the stuff there's another bleed through a breach of this time space continuum in Steven Spielberg's uh, Close Encounters of the third kind, and it had these soldiers coming back from the past from World War II through time portals. So you got to connect it up with that too, because that's a real that was a real thing that they stuck in there. Spielberg is in is you know another billionaire that's in knowledge of all this stuff too. You know, the biggest um, <clears throat> the most evil guy in Hollywood though is a guy named James Cameron, uh, who has been pushing this digitization of the biological for, you know, since Avatar and, you know, he had the Terminator warning about the thing. But, I mean, I think he's on the side now of he's anti-humanity uh, at this point. And he's tied in with the globalists. He's tied in with that billionaire class. He is that class. Along with Richard Branson. Well, I could go down the list of uh, evildoers, but they all have one thing in mind, and that is... The digitis, this is what Girl Next, uh, you know, kind of alludes to. But we need, you know, we need, okay, if one of you billionaires feels guilty, back our quantum quartet. And we have two more films to do that will answer everything. 
and may even turn this thing off. You know, I mean, I just put it out there once. You know, you have to have ears to listen. I put it out there once, and I don't go over and over again with these, like, ridiculous people that you see at Facebook and, you know, crowdfunding and all that for their movies. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to beg. You know, if God doesn't want it done, fine. I'm not going to beg. I'm not going to do some silly promotion. You know, I'm certainly not going to, you know, you know, sell my soul for something that, you know, God denies. You know, but if if it's if there's a way, and if that's you out there, and if you want to do something good for a change, look us up. We're called Crazed House. And if not, fine. You know, if I go somewhere else, you know, whatever. You know, you're free. You're not a slave. But what's wrong with this billionaire class is is um, well that the truth never really comes out about the, the lifestyles that are led. When we talk about this this party that this Jimmy Levy went to and he went up was taken upstairs by a you know you know, either nude, semi nude or what you know, sexy girl or whatever, to take part in this, you know, orgy involving children, um, you know, the the thing that's missing is the black magic, the witchcraft, the idea that it was set up in, in, for him because of his talent, and, you know, it was a recruiting thing, and, and he ran. Now he is a targeted individual, and he'll need your prayers. But on the charts, he's been killing it. So as the uh, Let's Go Brandon, that's great. That's been killing it on the charts. We need more of these rappers to wake up because you know, they influence a lot of people. And you got to wake up, guys. It's, it's, you know, the, 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 the time of just, you know, being tough in the hood and all that. I mean, those, you know, that fantasy is over. Now it's humanity facing extinction. You know, get, get, get back with Megadeth. They were talking about this. Even, you know, but it's not just like armies. It's this group of billionaires who are also high priests in the hierarchy and you know they are in agreement of the 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 not just digitization but the complete control you know nano control of the human psyche and human consciousness you know and they believe that they're actually improving the world by getting rid of the biological ie carbon have you ever heard that do you know what a carbon footprint is that's a code word for human being when they talk in those terms, that's what they mean. You can't listen to this t- the TVs. They're all lying to you. They intend to offer a beautiful world called Meta. Meta stands for the Metaverse. Metaverse, you remember, I used to do music under uh, the name Metaverse. And Metaverse... Uh, I didn't. I wasn't very good back then. I am very good at it now. Now that I don't care about it, <laughs> I just do it for the show. Now I'm inspired again. I'm inspired to go again. I've got some, but usually now I collaborate with, you know, others. That uh, I put together a lot of quick quick mixes for the show. In the past, you know what I mean. It's just for you, just for you guys, not for the world, not for sale, for you guys. 
Um, okay, so the offer is to enter the metaverse where all your dreams can come true is euthanasia. It will be the end of your carbon footprint. It will be the digitization, the nanotech digitization of the entire universe, and they want nothing less. They don't just want the world, they want the universe and nothing less. The biological must end. The quantum digitization is just the beginning. Digital doesn't even begin to identify all the different, uh, you know, myriads of aspects involved and, and properties and elements and chemicals and other things, i.e. to play God, i.e. to create, you know, races of beings to do whatever, to, to, to uh, create avatars. All those avatars in James Cameron's Remember how y'all had him connected to the big tree and had like the sort of Native American indigenous people sort of theme through it? That was superior to these. Look at these humans, how awful they are. Get him! And he had the whole audience cheering, cheering, just, you know, you know, you know destroying the, the U.S. military or whatever, these, these white racist pigs. You know, he had, he had all those themes in there. He is a, uh, you know, white supremacist himself billionaire class, part of this whole moving of consciousness. He entered in, he joined them, and Avatar is, is his thesis, if you will. That's his, doc, doctor, that's his doctor's thesis, Avatar, not Terminator. Well, you hate it because it's anti-human. But the kids want to jump in. So here comes Zuckerberg with Meta. Meta is euthanasia. You know, the, but the death of the biological, don't look at that, they'll say. Look at the world that you'll be inheriting. Look at the adventures you'll be having. Look at the fun you'll be having with your friends. Look at the fact that it never ends. You can have anything you want. And there'll be these centers all over the world where you can go and enter into the metaverse. Do you understand yet? It's coming so fast. It's marvelous. I love it. You know, because when our spirit is broken, when we realize, because, you know, on the way there, there's going to be starvation. There's There's supply line problems. There's... A lot of people dying that are like around my age, right? They're dying a few years early because of all the toxins and the, you know, spraying the COVID. They spray the COVID, which I told you, God, two years ago. And then we have, they spray it in the form of these nanoparticles like in Florida and Texas. It's like, you can't go to Texas without getting stuff in your lungs and you have to get it cleared up. I mean, they're spraying well, what I was trying to tell you guys is that we become super bugs. You spray me all you want, it's not going to do anything. See, that's, the, that's the, the thing they don't understand. God's built in some protections. God knew what they were going to do. Are you ready for this? God knew what they were going to do. He's not going to give up his lambs. 
Every lamb to God is like Jesus. You know what I mean? He's not going to give up his lambs. Lamb is a uh, child, you know, beholden to God that was, that's always been that. You know what I mean? It's just that that person is usually a lamb today is a survivor of the world's abuse, a survivor of the spiritual, supernatural um, initiation process of the world conforming itself to the serpent. And those who survive that are lambs. They've gone through the test. Well, the people running the churches, they have one foot in their initiation, which they got when they were probably children or teenagers, and they got one foot over here where they act like they're righteous. But that first foot is the real foot. You can't fake this shit. You can't fake it. The, the, have you ever heard the term, the meek shall inherit the earth? Well, that means the uninitiated, the nonconform, the, the misfits, those people that are, can't do anything in this world without Jesus. Because if you're, you're meek, you realize that you can't do anything without Jesus, without Christ that strengthens us, without the Holy Spirit, without the side of God. That's a big side. The side of God is the actual foundation of the entire everything, universe, consciousness, multiverse, metaverse, life, death, all. Every single thing and nothing left out, including all of their fake hierarchies, which are all fake. It's all based on reflection and not direct. If you learn anything here, it's they don't have direct power. They only have reflective power. That is, they can only get it from like killing someone or defiling some child, which they're doing right and left. And you had to take your kids out of school right now. If you had any common sense at all, you'd do that. You know, because if you sacrifice your children, God's going to sacrifice you. Believe me, this this was all going to come to a head. You know, this whole thing was going to come to a head. And it's uh, because it's falling apart right now. I'm just thinking Govinda's got something to say about this maybe tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, 3 a.m., be here or be nowhere. Be here. We will be praying and praying and praying because we were going into spiritual warfare prayer tomorrow to knock this thing in the... I, I believe that all our prayers have exacerbated and quickened all this. So all of you can see it. You know, I mean, that way you guys... You guys are ahead of me half the time, so, you know, we can all see it, okay? We can all see it, but we just need to make sense of it. And I have made sense of it. I understand what it is. They're moving. I knew they were going to do this, too. I knew it. We had a couple of films. There was one film called The Giver. Remember that one? And it had, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's his name, Bridges in it, you know, Jeff. Hefe, Hefe Bridges, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, he was in it. And it was really about, um, 
wanting, you know, at a certain age to <clears throat> send people off on their journey. It was all collectivism, you know, I mean, all based on, you know, no one will own anything. You know, it was, the same, it was a very prescient story. I was very impressed with it. And, um, you know, but, they, the, but the, I, I, like, I like sci-fi when it gets into the real truth of things. But what it really was about was, it wasn't really about even the giver. It, it, what it really was about is that <clears throat> the practice of imposing, of the state imposing death on people once they reach a certain age. They go on their journey, and they're not told that it's euthanasia. It's the same thing as meta. You're told only it's for everybody, anytime. You get to go on this journey into the metaverse where all things are possible, right? And you know what that is. That's the death of the biological. And then do they have to, they don't mind having your avatar spinning around in digital space. It's fine. Until they shut the computer off. Because the entire network of the universe would be made by computers. By the quantum, no more need for these giant physical collider machines. They own it. It's self-contained. It's finite. No, it's not infinite. It's finite. No, it doesn't have self-will or free will. It has the will of the controllers. The billionaires. Your buddies, the billionaires, are they giving up their lives in the biological? No. They intend to enjoy this earth with them and their families and their friends. You know, and, and, a, and a perpetual party and billions of dollars and, you know, big yachts and play. Who knows all kinds of technology. Everybody is going to be very youthful and having sex all day and sports and, you know, drugs and that won't hurt you and, you know, re perfect health every day. Just, just you know, it's going to be the thing that they all long for. The material. Without the hassle of these losers, humans, us who know how to make things work and we're going to enjoy ourselves. The humans will be swept off into the metaverse. If the bodies will be piled up, I don't know. They'll just be disintegrated. Now, what's the the rollout plan? The, the rollout plan is to make it very enticing and to make it wonderful. And to never, ever, ever tell them about Soylent Green. Soylent, yeah, right, to feminize the men, but... No, I just, you know, it's flesh. It's human. Soil and so soy, eat, so cannibalism is, 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 is compared to soy. And there, you know, you say soil and greed, it's like they compare cannibalism to soy. Like if you get feminized enough, you start eating humans. Um, so anyway, you know, so the bottom line on it is meta equals um, you know, I guess, you know, meta is, in the Greek, it means after or post. It's not such an exotic term in Greek as it would be here where we say metaverse. The metaverse is simply meaning after uh, this universe. It means the, the, the digital universe. 
The metaverse is the digital universe. The metaverse and, and the indoctrination and the induction comes by using Facebook. And you say, how long will this take? Well, this is this is. I believe he has a ten-year plan. They have a ten-year plan. I mean, he, they, it, you know, the cabal, whatever. A ten-year plan to get it done. To make it attractive, especially for youth, which would then cause their numbers to go skyrocketing. <laughs> The you know, lizards would have to give them a lot of pop for the bang, if you will. Yeah, it's going to be an amazing thing, Meta. You know, when you see that sign, that kind of like distorted infinity sign, you know what the distorted means now, don't you? That it's not like infinity the way you'd think about it. It's distorted. It's ugly. Yes, it's ugly on purpose. One day you'll come to see it as beautiful. But it's the same program as every other program. Death. And in this program, it's the death of the youth that is most wanted and needed. To have young, innocent people recruited into the metaverse would be the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate joy, pleasure, and power for these people who intend to remain as biological entities. If you're not in the billionaire class, you're not going to get on that uh, safe ship of those people chosen to make it for their genetic superiority. It's the billionaire system that ruined the world and... I don't know what to do about it because if you regulate it by the state, then the state becomes the, the vicious villain, becomes the billionaire. You know, it, it starts, you know, totalitarianizing everything and, and, you know, preying upon people. You let the billionaire class do it, then they become fascist, fascist is commerce, joining government and then telling government to, to take away everything from the people and give it to them while they lavish themselves endlessly on all their bullshit and all their regurgitation and all their convulsions and all their stupidity. And that's all they really are in the end, because what happens? When you have billions of dollars, you become fucking stupid. You don't have to think. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to wipe your ass. You don't, you become like, you know, a, a useless, ephemeral thing. And instead of cleaning up any kind of behavior or any kind of, you know, employing any kind of discipline... They have, you know, trainers and people and doctors who make them superior anyway through medications and things that are not that we're not allowed to have that cure all their illnesses. So they keep running around looking like they're not that old when they are. Some of these people are over 200 years old. Maybe 500 years old in some cases that are not in the press all the time that, that wouldn't get caught. The life extension technologies have been here for thousands and thousands. I don't even know. You know, there are probably ancients that are here or have been revived. Right? Maybe the Antichrist is, you know, going to be the demumification of Tutankhamun or something. You know, bring the Pharaoh King back. 
Maybe they thought they had that with Obama. Maybe Obama is a clone. I mean, they've had all this cloning and this and that forever anyway. And if you end up dying, they can just clone you back. But they realize one thing about cloning. It's really not you. But there's good old Keanu Reeves inducted into the society. I know that disappoints you. Promoting and executive producing replicas about cloning his, you know, he starring in the movie clones his dead family back and they're all normal like they were. And it's all good, happy, and they live happily ever after. One of the most disturbing in a bad way, you know, in an incompetent way, you know, incompetent storytelling. One of the most, uh, you know, and I predict the Matrix will be the same thing. It'll be one more, one, one big disappointment. Unless you're programmed, then you'll, you know, you'll be forced to like it. You'll like it. You better like it. Because it's all about programming you for the next step. Now, girl next, there was a, she was talking about the, the uh, shoot, I can't really go back over it. But I mean, and she said a lot in this little speech at the table because she had, she was one of the physicists working on the plan. <laughs> right? Nanotechnology, the biodigital nexus point, right? Control thereof. And she stopped short, stopped short of, uh, you know, but also the nano, she said the nano digitization of the freaking universe. Right? Right? Nailed. Nailed. The nano digitization of the freaking universe. You can keep it in a little, you know, in a wallet. And inside that, you have all your past civilizations and memories and things. You know, instead of real photographs, you have digital photographs. Instead of real people, you have digital people. But they're all living on. Are we a generation of that? That biological is something that springs from a digital memory, or is it biological first, digital second? Which is it? And I believe that the the, the, the the corrupt billionaire class who hates you and is planning on executing you, but you won't do anything to them. I know when Zuckerberg walks by, you're going to go bow down. <laughs> yep. Or any of them, or Branson or Zuckerberg or whoever else, Trump. Say, come on, don't, don't tear down my Trump. Well, it, <laughs> His love of the billionaire class and that affiliation with these people caused him to back to do this warp speed thing and back the vaccine even down to this day. The vaccine is nothing more or less than a killer shot that eventually kills everybody. Not I mean, you don't even have to take the shot to be killed by somebody else growing prions and proteins. That you know, that will eventually kill us all. You know, it just doesn't take a genius to figure this stuff out, folks. The, you know, the love of man or the love of God. 
Now, I'm not, you know, I appreciate what Trump did with having, you know, energy prices to where people could afford it. Or, But right now is the starvation time. He was getting in the way of that. You know, I love Trump for that, that he was blocking their plan for a while. But the plan is to starve us now, to stop us from being able to drive and to starve us and to make us sick. And then, you know, obviously now they're going to step up the death because people are fighting. You know, the, the thing is, some of these actors, this Alec Baldwin, he knows a lot more than he says. Okay, he's in the news, right? He knows that the reason that you want to get everyone to take the jab is so they won't starve us to death because he's been told that. In other words, if people keep fighting and, and not complying, we're going to pull the big switch. And then he's got kids, and his kids will be dead. And he doesn't want that. So he barks at you saying, you better take the jab. What he really means is, or we'll all die, because they're they're not going to have patience this time. They're saying, oh, you don't like it? You want to invite cargo ships to come into Florida? By the way, I think DeSantis is doing a great job by allowing cargo ships to come in because the cargo ship stuck out there is something they created. There was nothing like that before. They did that. They did the border. They're doing everything. They they basically are just a hair-trigger shy of saying, any human, kill them. It's got nothing to do with elections or anything else. The, the elections are out. This This thing that's on right now, this is the death spiral. This is the death star. This is the dead. This is the death of everything. And they're accelerating because they think they might lose if everybody gets together and starts. If, if all of you just like repented, went to the Lord, you know, just even ask him if he existed, you know, try to figure it out and start praying. Okay. This thing would be busted in a million pieces and it's already collapsing. So they're going to escalate. So there's going to be more pain now. I What I want is I want to see it, you know, I want to see this thing, I want to see them fail. They've already failed. I mean, you know, it's so obvious now, isn't it? You, you know, I think the embarrassing thing for people is when, when someone says, well, if you're in a position of authority or you've, you know, made it so-called... You didn't make that on your own. You know what I mean? You joined the corrupt club to get there. And um, that is not exactly true because most people that are alive are corrupt. In fact, all people are. So they had to join it earlier than that. You know, I'm not saying they lasted. I'm not saying they, you know, but... The rule of thumb on this earth is anybody that's going to be disrespectful to the devil, you know what I mean, and not give the devil his due, is slated for being targeted. And when you're targeted, the end game is uh, suicide. Now, it's amazing. I went through this when I was 17. Yeah. Oh, no, there was the same gang stalking, the same stuff going on then as now as forever. See, I... I'm not going to take it literally. I know this is all a nightmare. I know this isn't really real, like real, real reality. I know this is a simulation. I know this is a test by God. 
But I also know that all there is is God. There isn't really ultimately a Satan, anything. And if there is, it has nothing to do with God's plan or creation. Zero. He's allowed to do only what God created him to do. Period. Therefore, there's only one power. There's only one way. There's only one life. There is only one love. There is only one way out, or which is really the way in. Sorry, some of you laugh at that, but that's true. I, I don't know where some of those records were we made about the way out is the way in. I wish I had that right now. I'd play it. I don't. I don't have that. But uh, so that, let let this be. A, let me encourage you now, because you know. It's all about the desire not to be a slave. Okay. Okay, so Meta, we covered that. You know, the the, the, the new emblem uh, is um, a distorted infinity loop. I think that, that means an infinity that they that they control. And it looks ugly as shit. If you want, you can call the metaverse meta shit. Same old shit. Same old, same deception. Okay, so here we go. I've got some custom scripture that I pulled inspired by today's getting together. And I wanted to be able to, um, you know, anyway, how are you? Good? Hey, how you doing this Halloween? Well, we had a film that played last night in the American Horrors Film Festival up in um, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. I I wanted to go. I couldn't go. No one could go. I felt bad because that guy's really a showman. He's He thinks he's nuts, but he's just, he's not. You know, I mean... You know, the the wild people on the earth are really the more normal people. You know, he's a real wild guy that puts this on, though. And I'm so appreciative you liked what we did. We were really, um, you know, if if and, and if he's listening, he's probably might, could be offended because a lot of these people are mainly, you know, you know, they they think, you know, I you know what I'm saying. It's like the metal heavy metal thing. I, all I can say is this: Look, I've been through. Um, Everything that you saw in that movie, you know, pretty much. And there's been a lot of death around me. And um, this is nothing to fool around with. And, and you know, it's just the world is really twisted, really sick, and really fucked up, you know. So I'm trying to, I'm a messenger. I am a messenger. I am not trying to hurt you or to, you know, make you believe a lie or anything. I am just simply imparting the message to you that I've been doing for a number of years now and who knows what the reason is. Maybe because you're a lamb, you know, maybe because you're one of those lost tribes. Maybe because you're a prodigal son or daughter. 
you know, none of us really are affiliated with any, you know, what religion? No, I I hate religion, and I don't like churches, and I don't like any of it. I mean, I we learned that we were not accepted. I am not accepted. I was asked to leave, and if I came back, they would get a court order on me. They did the same thing to Rick, my brother. They said they're going to get a court order on him. Oh, he's dead, of course. I should be dead, too. I shouldn't even be here. I am the dead. You see, I am the dead. I'm talking to you from the grave. Since I should have been dead, I mean, way back when I was about 17 or 18 or whenever that was, at that uh, coma, that's when I died. And I should be talking to you from the grave as a messenger, like a, a messenger angel saying, look, this is the way it is. I can't be argued with. It just accepted or rejected or fuck it. I don't care. I got to do my job. Then I'm moving on. Not here to argue. Not about debate. Not about theological debate. You know what I mean? I I gave, you know, in my own journey here and learning, I believe that, uh, you know, I, I'm, I probably I, I don't know what the answer is to the billionaires, but it turned out that they were the biggest uh, the biggest problem and the biggest retards on the block are the billionaires. They're the ones who have the barrel to your head right now, and they're the ones doing the supply chain uh, breakup, and they're the ones starving us on gas. Gas should be a dollar ninety nine. It would be if Biden didn't do what and his billionaires. Weren't keeping the boats offshore. They're doing it. So why do you applaud when you see Richard Branson and his flying his buddies up into space? The ultimate circle jerk. Come on, man. Please. Please. I beg you. Stop. Please stop. Please stop. Because in in not stopping, you're creating this world, continuing it on. You know one way or another you're not supposed to be here for infinity, right? But that somehow eternality is in your consciousness because that's where you come from. So something happened. Why prolong this? And I don't mean death. I mean, I mean consciously creating a world where billionaire fascists destroy everything and everyone. And again, I have to, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta call it as I see it. And I've given these billionaires a pass. They're not gonna do anything for you. They're not gonna do anything for me. They're not gonna do anything for, right? If they're gonna make a, a movie, it's gonna have tons of propaganda in it to teach you how to behave and obey. Like Avatar was. Perfect example. Or whatever the new James Bond is, I'm sure. You know, whatever anything is, you know, the, 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 the books kids are reading. I mean, I'm not anti-sex or anything like that. I'm just like, but should five-year-olds be giving each other blowjobs in front of the teacher and the class? You don't think they're stripping down in class? You're out of your mind. They're all over each other. 
It's one big orgy in kindergarten, first grade, second grade. That's what's happening. Is that okay with you? And with the adults jumping in, of course, they can't help themselves. They're just sitting there seething. Because if you don't, like, look, you know where I came from, like, if you, you know, in, in like, like, okay, guys in jail. I was in bands with people in jail. I've been in jail. There's been jail, you know, jail issue in the, in the past. Okay. And I was in this band with this guy, Jack. What a great guy. And he put this band together um, in uh, Kansas. And, and uh, you know, I, I auditioned. I got in. I always won the auditions for drumming. Always won. Always won. And he was a cool guy. But he'd tell me stories. Because we'd drive, you know, like endless miles. He had this old Mustang with no air conditioning in Kansas. <laughs> I couldn't do it today. But uh, he would tell me stories about, you know, like if they knew someone was like a child molester or something like that, man, they would tear that guy limb to limb and, and cut him in shreds. He told me about one guy, uh, pervert in there. that, And, and I know, I know they, they, they hump each other as men and women and all that. And of course, it's completely understandable. And But those are adults. Look, I, I, like, I'm not here to moral, you know, yes, everything is wrong. Best, you know what the best way to be is celibate. Don't do anything. <laughs> but short of that, uh, everybody recognizes that people have desires. But when they are focused on kids that are innocent, who haven't developed yet, who become traumatized and kill themselves in many cases, and now they're saying, we have to be nice to... to uh, you know, uh, to, to transgenders, you, you know, because if we're not perfect and politically correct the way the LGBTQ community wants us to be, they could kill themselves, and then it would be our fault. So that's the new lever. That's a political lever. And I'm not against any transgender or anything. I'm just, what I'm against is just mental insanity. Let people, do, they're going to do what they're going to do anyway, unless they get inspired to do something else. Usually the inspiration comes when they realize the physical is a dead end. Or when they get sick. Or when they're not wanted anymore. Well, that's a big one. Oh, that happens to everybody. And everybody says, not going to happen to you, not going to happen to them. There's a point they're not desired anymore. And the whole idea of sex becomes an intellectual construct at best. And then it's forgotten about. And leading all those years to fall in love with just hormones raging and you love this one, you love that one, that one's pretty, that one's pretty, that's a, you know, or you want to have a secret clandestine thing with some shameful bondage stuff going on and you can't help it and, and you're just glued to it. And then you find out as time goes on when that desire declines that all of that folly and all of those things and all those things that were going to make you right finally and all those things you wanted to make legal so you could finally be right finally all of it was a red herring, the whole thing. All for nothing.
for nothing. All the shame, all the guilt, all the sneaking, all the hiding. And you know, you're, we're monitored 24-7. You know that they can see every, you know, so they must be laughing their asses off half the time, right? What happens when you become so, when the real knowledge becomes so twisted it blows away every horror movie there is? What happens when reality eclipses fiction altogether, you know, by, by a factor of, you know, X to the 10th power or something? I mean, what happens when it finally gets to um, to the ultimate control, to it finally gets to, like, slaves and masters on a digital level? When it finally comes down in the end, to this test of courage of how beholden you are to the material versus how beholden you are to the spiritual, when in the end both concepts are still coming from a human construct, thus can be uh, discarded. Now how do you feel? Pretty useless. But the, the, the beautiful thing is, to God you're not, because he made you for him, you see, and to him you're not useless, you're precious. So, you know, and a lot of us, our mothers and fathers forsook us. Boy, that's good. It's, I take water and I take some off the top. In this case, it's a Poland spring water. And then put it in the freezer. It becomes a block of ice. Huh? We got best teacher at Luca. Where? The Luca Film Festival. Best teacher. Girl next says, one best feature at the Medusa Film Festival. Don't I have something I can play from Girl Next? I, you know, maybe that's what I should do. I think I've failed at this uh, podcast thing. How about a little bit of ether? No, oh, I know I won't do it. I produced a, a song. You know, I mean, when I say produced, I mean real producing. You know, not just one, one of my little vanity, one of my little things I do just for you guys. It's not vanity. It's it's like a gift. You know, I kind of just like put throwing myself into the podcast. Um, but also, I was put, put, got my producing muscles going and um, produced uh, ether. The name of it for the uh, the, the uh, closing sequence of the, the credit roll in the end of Quantum Devil, and we all love it. In collaboration with some really great artists in the UK, and um, it's got a really good mix on it. I, I don't think I'm going to touch the mix. I, I'm just really happy with it. I hope that uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's not like other stuff I produce. It's more like a normal record, you know. But that's what we have to do because we intend to, you know, sell that and release that. And then I want to add, you know, some hopefully some more, maybe have an EP come out from this little collaboration because I think it's it's got like this almost James Bond feel to it. It's really, it's so, um, you know. Now, I, I did write the lyrics, but I think um, the artist Katie, who uh, the singer, she changed some things and arranged some things, but it's, you know, it started here in this humble little studio, and then 
with uh you know the song i played you know guitar bass drums you know you know just but still very minimal track but i had some in, very interesting um guitar things going on there's some backwards riffs and stuff and uh then they took it and uh they they just blew it up and got these strings going and these other things happening and and uh it's really a uh the kind of track that just just you know when i heard it back the playback after uh it was coming back from england i mean it wasn't this when i said it there there was no singer no nothing you know when it was coming back the collab i just absolutely broke down in tears it was so powerful i i, I, had, I had to turn it off i couldn't listen to it and so i wrote um the main composer back Colin and and you know like how do you like it and I just go in all caps devastating and I told him it had to be devastating if it was going to really be what we want it to be at the end of the the movie it has to just you know slam people back into those seats to make sure they don't get out of those seats you know and then of course to get it on the you know on the charts and stuff. I mean, that's another lucky thing if you can, but if it's can be tied in with a movie and there's a good distributor and stuff, you know what I mean? It could really be something. So, Oh, well, we have a long way to go. It'll be a real lucky break, but, uh, it's one of those songs and I'd like to do more in that vein. Jeez. I really, um, kind of evokes the past too. So here I am talking about nihilism and talking about, um, films, I guess they make me feel good when people do a good job, you know, because being in the, you know, producer, exec producer and, you know, in the, you know, in the position I'm in, it's a, it's a lot of other people that I'm cheering on and, you know, and wanting them to do their best and everybody on this quantum devil and everyone, of course, and girl next to, you know, brought their best and, uh, it's really humbling to see, uh, you know, people that really believe in, in what's going on. And, and I, I certainly believe this quantum uh, path that we're trying to take is going to answer a lot of questions for people. It may not give them, you know, religion or it may not be like a direct Jesus thing, but, you know, it's it's all that spirit's in there. Everything is in there. It's it's You have to understand when you do works, who you are, your signature is in there too. You know, I think the scariest horror in the world is when you start reading, you know, e, you know, Enoch and the way it is with the Watchers and the, you start reading the Vedas too and start reading about the uh, advanced technology that was at that time and you start wondering about things like that. And it's just like you're living in a sci-fi horror world at that point. Far more scary than, you know, or at least you try to produce works that will emulate some of that, some of the big questions that people have. Like, for example, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I keep going back to that. What a very scary movie, but but how true the truth was in it. But they didn't, like, put a lampshade on it or get the nail on the head. They didn't have to. You knew what it was about. Conformity is death. They don't tell you what the beast is or the monster is. This In this case, it was from outer space. But it's the same thing that I'm saying. And for those of you that want to live, then just... Remember when the Nazi Arnold Schwarzenegger gets up there and goes, if you want to live, come get the jab like me. 
And I'm like, what do you think the odds are that he took the jab? I understand that most celebrities are being told not to take it because it would kill them. I got my best friends that took it. And they, they've taken measures. I understand if you take ivermectin and things like that and the good supplements and zinc and everything, if you do everything right, you've had a couple of jabs, you, you can. And look, we're all going to be in the same boat pretty soon because it's not going to be the jab versus the unjabbed because they're going to spray everything down with the same thing. They're spraying all the food now. And they're going to spray the food. And so we're all going to be infected or transfected, all of us. But the difference is some will be by free will and others will not be by free will, which makes you eligible for God's hand to take the poison and chuck it out the window. Do you have enough faith to believe for that? I do. You know why? Because I've been poisoned before, and I saw the Lord heal me when I shouldn't have been. And so you see, once you go through something like that, you're just you're always going to be there. I had no one to rely on. The only thing I had was prayer from Mike Horsey, and uh, and then Trish was there, and you know, and, and his wife was there, and we, you know, we couldn't have a show that day because of the uh, poisoning. And um, the only reason I got poisoned, though, is because I disobeyed, you know, orders not to go to a certain place, you know, and. Um, yeah, no, I mean the 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 battle is real. It's uh all the supernatural stuff people talk about and like, you know, yesterday seeing all these things happen, you know, on the way to down just a simple drive and the you know, the compressor stopped and the error and this happened and that happened. Just a million little things and they were adding up. I counted about forty five thing anomalies that happened there and back. So I understand that whatever we're about to do is, or whatever we're doing, I mean, you know, the, the, the film festival thing, I guess, you know, was unexpected, but we're probably the number, you know, we're, we're up there in the top, whatever it is of the season and girl next will have this season and that's it. Then she has to go out and get distributed around the world to France and Spain and Germany and Australia and, you know, wherever she isn't. Uh, she'll have to get out there and then uh, we'll see, uh, you know, it's really difficult these days because there's just so many films and so much need for content. Then there's kind of a glut almost. So it's not really a seller's market. And, um, so we, you know, but let's see what God has in store. I mean, I, th I think whatever provision we have to have off this, I think the Lord will provide. And, uh, I do believe that we're going to be able to go on to The Voice, the next one, and, and, and uh, which is pretty expensive, but I think we'll be able to to, um, to do it. it. But, you know, we have to take on a partner or find a way. Pre-sales, I'm not sure exactly what way it's going to be, but I know that, um, you know, we're just going to have to find a way. It seems to me that people that are having prescriptions or subscriptions now like you subscribe onto their content and then you get a whole series like the chosen the one of Jesus or like, um, there's another one that's trying to do the hunger games. They haven't started yet, but they're, they're going to be doing a series that you can sign up for. Seems they've been doing okay. But at the same time, um, they had one, one movie that 
that came out on digitally and then in the theater, and it made something like, I don't know, 40 or $50 million in the theater. What was it? Uh, um, uh, Dune. Dune. Dune made, you know, and that's not a tremendous amount of money, but I'm just saying, you know, compared to where it was with COVID. The other thing to look at is I've looked at these theaters like AMC Chain, Regal, but AMC is the main one that's managed well. You know, they're like, I guess they're the ones who are going to survive. It seems like they have no problem filling up their uh, theaters, like in cities like, say, L.A. Um, now, in L.A., there's a, a vaccine requirement. You can't go to the theater without having a vaccine pass. Angelinos, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's, I think, I know it is tr- true for restaurants, but I think it's true for the theater, too. You have to have a vaccine pass to get in. So, you know, um, I, I guess at this point, people think there's not much to the vaccines. And I've always said from the beginning that unless there's more knowledge about it or reporting on it or there's more of a, a death rate that actually really people notice, you know, like like less people, you know what I mean? You start noticing in your street and your block that, Jesus, like half the people that were there before, unless it gets to something like that, People are not going to raise their voice about it. They're just going to comply. As long as they think they got a good chance of surviving it, they're going to go ahead and comply and just ignore the any of the bad news. And that that you know the, you, you could you better expect that because see I don't really think I don't really think that people are going to um, uh, I don't really think that. Um, you know, people are going to, to... I think they're looking for a way to take the jab and be able to get on with life. And, you know, there's a certain percent um, that's resisting that because they know that, that, you know, once you start down that path, it's pretty much, you know, if it isn't the mark of the beast, it ends up there. And that's kind of... So, that, so there's the discrepancy. And it's no mistake that the world is at war with, you know, Christianity. It's at war with... Um, you know, with 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 Western civilization itself, you know that that so much of it was uh, uh, Judeo-Christian centered, and it's against that very very root of it all. And I think that's um, and that's the ancient war too. And I believe that's what's going to you know that's going to be a constant. But the billionaire class is against that root of civilization too. They're against it. They're against education. They're against, you know, Western education, I should say. They're against Western books. They're against, uh, you know, they want to wipe the the slate clean. And they believe that they know what's best for you. And it would be for you not to think anymore. Um, You know, I I just think that a lot of the problems you're going to find go back to these billionaires. And I think that, because they're men, that's all they are is men. And because of that, I believe that, you know, God God has them. This is somehow part of his plan, maybe to break our spirit, to break our will, maybe to break people down with this lack of being able to have Christmas or traditions or, you know, to, to try to just beat people down to the point where they finally have nothing and not even any crumbs. They're just starving to death, you know, as they've done in other countries, in order to break the will. And then at that point, you know, try to, you know, to lead the thing into its uh, post-human 
uh, you, you know, beyond transfected world. And but make no mistake, the end of human is very much on the table, and and it, you can see it coming closer. And it's uh, it's perfect timing for Meta. Meta is afterlife, after this. Meta means after this. This what we're living in right now means after this. And um, the word came to me, and this was a word. This was I will dare say, it's the B word. And it did come to me that I, I never have a big thing. There's no drum roll, you know what I mean? But here's what it is. The meta concept is euthanasia. And probably that's not really such a P thing. Anybody could get that. But that's what came to me in that way. You know what I mean? How that something like that comes over you. And it came to me, you know, that it's death and you know, warn people. I don't know what I'm going to do about Facebook or like my Facebook account. I'm there. I, you know, I have another, you know, here I am also, you know, doing moves. Some people don't understand the moves. Some people wonder if I'm, if I even like God anymore after, you know, after, you know, letting it all hang out on Girl Next. I, you know, I don't know any other way to do it than letting it all hang out. You know what I mean? I, you know, your problems, your quirks, your things you've seen, bits and pieces of your life, you know. It's a different thing, you know, but you just kind of trust the process that if there's anything there for people that will help them, you know what I mean? It's going to come out through honesty rather than, you know, I mean, what would it be like if like Larry and I, you know, that Larry, the, the great, the great Larry Wayne Carroll, he's now the, the acclaimed and internationally acclaimed director. You, I don't know if you know that that's, that's a title he could use and all off girl next. And it would, so if, you know, what if we said, hey, let's cook up something for the fans and and that's you know, and that's it and not, you know, continue to reveal, you know, deeper truths or deeper things about ourselves. I won't even say truth, but deeper you you don't want to just see the same thing or something you would think. You want to see somebody bleed, right? I mean the the deeper things within me, you want to see those exposed. You know, somehow into a character, in a situation, so you could. It, it, that's what helps you. That's what helps me in stories when people can, even like comedians are very good at that. You know, when they're good, and you know, it, it somehow we need to tell each other these stories, but we need to reveal ourselves through our characters. We need to reveal the deeper concerns, and we need to have that conversation. And that's why stories are. So dang important, and that's why they want to take control of them. But see, now the, there's another thing they didn't figure. The little screens are predominating over the big screens. The little screen is the thing. So there's another twist, and, and that means uh, the medium screens, like if you have a you know home theater too, is, is totally dominating and will eventually replace the movie theater, I think. Well, that's too bad. People couldn't have the experience I had. I used to love uh, hitting the movies every Friday. You know, the when the movies. I remember I, I saw Full Metal Jacket the day it came out. I, I believe that came out on a Wednesday. Sometimes for a big release, it'd be like a Wednesday. They would release it. Remember? Do you remember those days where it would actually be on a Wednesday instead of Friday? It was like a big director, a big cast, or something. Do you, am I wrong? No, Wednesday. Do you remember that, Trish? She doesn't. No. Do you guys remember Wednesday releases for special movies? 
maybe be Wednesday, like a like a Christmas celebration Wednesday. Okay, well, I could be wrong, but um, on Full Metal Jacket, but I did see it the day it came out, and um, I remember thinking that the I, I didn't think that much of it when I first saw it, like I do now. And then I watched it a few more times, and I've, you know, I mean, it's genius. I mean, there's no question about that. But I, it, it didn't really appeal to me that much at first. And then in successive viewings, it appealed more and more and more and more and more and more until finally I was like this huge fan, like, please forgive me. I didn't see that, you know, I couldn't take it all in. It was just like the sergeant going up and down the aisles and inspecting, you know, the flawless, almost like Orson Welles type, you know, keeping the camera going, you know, rolling for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and um, it, it was just amazing. And, uh, you know, they did a remaster on uh, Blu-ray and I st- in uh, Dolby Vision or HDR10, I think. I looked at that. It was like, you know, wow, that was... Uh, I tried to remember if that was like the experience I had. I don't think it is. But then again... Kubrick isn't around to defend himself, but yeah, you know, I mean, I used to be a cinephile myself, and I, but the big experience was always getting to that movie theater. One horror movie that really affected me was called Angel Heart, which had Mickey Rourke in it and Robert De Niro, and um, it was uh, something about it when when Rourke woke up to know that he was the guy that had been killing these people. Not the detective, you know, he's not a detective, but a murderer. And he, 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 he seemed that he'd always get to, to the murder that just happened a little bit late. I was a detective to try to sort it out. But Lucifer, played by Robert De Niro, made it so that he was looking for the murderer, but he was the murderer, you know. It's kind of a, a weird twist. He, he discovered that, and it, it freaked me out so much I went back five more times to see it for that experience. And, and it was like similar to something in my own experience where I woke up one day for something and I, I realized that everything I thought, you know, was, was wrong. My entire reality was completely shattered uh, because of the mind control that they put on me and the you know, brainwashing. My brainwashing consisted of this. There is no such thing as Satanism. Uh, you're having some fantasies of having sex with your parents or whatever, incest fantasies, whatever, and stuff like that. And that's all it is. You're just sick. You, you got, you know, you're deluded, you're psychotic, you're, you know. And then, and then, of course, the shattering is, you know, it's all real. You, you were telling the truth. What? I don't want it to be real. Please make it not real. And those are the things I think that people are going to have to go through. They're going to have to, you know, also have that moment in the mirror where they see that, my God, they participated in a lie their whole lives. They... They don't want it to be real either, that people would be so evil behind the scenes and they would just kill people for you know, real estate or kill them for drugs or you know, go to wars for drugs. And 
all one need do is look back in history at things like, you know, Vietnam, Opium Wars, World War One and Two. Just look at, you know, look at all of it. And you'll see a, a very corrupt history. But and and people have chosen to just kind of like not rock the boat, look the other way, and and try to keep some kind of a fun, innovative, you know, existence. But then nine eleven came along and they wouldn't admit that. They still to this day they haven't. And then other things happened and they accepted those too. So now the the stealing of an election occurred and they accepted that too. But eventually it's going to come down to, you know, maybe starving, maybe some horrible thing like that where they're not going to be able, they're going to have to finally say, uh, you know, I, I just want to die. And meanwhile, my entire life has been one big fantasy of cutting slack to these people that have done everything they could to ruin everyone's life but their own. So they're selfish. I'm not saying to regulate their billions. I'm not saying to regulate their billions, take their billions away. That's not going to just like, you know, gun control stop gun. No, there's going to be people who are going to have their billions. There's going to be the rich man. There's going to be that. And when they coalesce together in their clubs, I mean, the only reason they have billions is because they all got together and initiated each other into their cults and eventuated in billions without the affiliations, associations, without all the connections, they would have never gotten there. Okay. So... Yes. Okay. So back to Psalm 119. Um, And so this is, you know, well, tell me how you feel about it. I'm a stranger in the earth. Hide not thy commandments from me. My soul breaketh for the longing that it hath unto thy judgments at all times. Thou hast rebuked the proud that are cursed, which do err from thy commandments. Remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept thy testimonies. Amen. Princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant did uh, meditate in thy statutes. Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. My soul cleaveth under the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. I've declared my ways, and thou heardest me. Teach me thy statutes. And then, oh, 
horror. <laughs> it's the word horror. It's amazing. Horror. Okay, so in, in 53, horror hath taken hold of me because of the wicked that forsake thy law. Thy statutes have been my songs in the house of the of my pilgrimage. I have remembered my, thy name, O Lord, in the night and have kept thy law. I, this I had because I kept thy precepts. They that fear thee will be glad when they see me, because I have hoped in thy word. I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right, and that thou, uh, that, that thou in faithfulness <clears throat> hast afflicted me. Let, I pray thee, Lord, thy merciful kindness be for my comfort, according to thy word unto thy servant. Let thy tender mercies come to me, that I may live, for thy law is my delight. My lips shall utter praise when thou hast taught me thy statutes. My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteous. Let thine hand help me, for I have chosen my, thy precepts. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Let my soul live, and it shall praise thee, and let my judgments, thy judgments help me. For I have gone astray like lost sheep. Seek my servant, for I do not forget thy commandments." And so this is what I was likening to dedicating, you know, dedicated to the Lord, to Jesus, to the, uh, to the gospel, you know, that we don't throw out the precepts of God and, uh, you know, common sense of, you know, treating other people well when they're treating you evilly, when they're doing, you know, evil. And, and we, we, you know, just like as, as David here is repenting, for um, you know, for being lost and not following the statute, but keeping the statutes in mind and having his servant meditate on them, you know, um, of what he should do, and, and you know, so well, let's go to the next one because I, I could say a lot of stuff. It's just it's going to be um, a waste of time. Okay, so let let's just let's just go to the next thing on this uh, kind of this jam here we're doing. Okay. My son of sinners, entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, come with us, let us lay wait for blood. Let us lurk privily for that, uh, for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those who go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot amongst us and let us have one purse. My son, walk not in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. And you know who they are, right? We, we talk about them every day. In righteousness, Isaiah fifty four fourteen. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear and from terror it shall not come near you. Indeed, they shall surely assemble, but not because of me. Whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. On to the next one. Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. 
Save me and I will be saved, for you are the one I praise. Jeremiah seventeen fourteen. Is any among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church and pray over them, anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And Lord, uh, and, and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Yeah, sometimes sickness comes because of doing things that are against your own spirit. You know, sin to me is like, well, for example, let's say you have a conscience. You know, if I kill that person over there, and I believe I felt like it plenty of times, okay, fuck you, I'm going to kill you. I don't care. Boom, dead. Now, three months later, I'm sick, on my deathbed sick. Can I repent? And be healed? I'll just leave that for you. Nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and I will let them enjoy abundant peace and and security. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19, as you know. And then... um, he will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death, no more mourning, crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Revelations 21.4. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to one's body. That literally happened to me, folks. And I had the cytokine storm the whole bit up in Alaska in the hotel room, and I was wheezing so loud I had to put earplugs in my ears just to go to sleep. That's how little oxygen I was getting. And um, it was the most horrible feeling. I felt so bad, so... Death would have been a joy almost. And I was drifting. I felt I was drifting toward death. And I got out. It was, I can't tell you the scriptures in 2 Thessalonians. Can't tell you what it was. I just started reading. I just got the, the I got, you know, desperately, I reached for the Gideon's Bible in the hotel room thing, you know what I mean? But get, Gideon's Bible's good enough. If it gets down to that, where's my personal Bible? I, don't, I didn't bring one because I used the online, you know, thing. But, um, I can't read it anyway, but I got that out and I could read it. And um, I noticed that that moment that I had that scripture touched me, that moment, the turnaround came and six weeks later, I was healed. Meaning the danger of death had turned around, but the thing lurked and, you know, around for it wasn't a regular flu it was like a run a regular pneumonia with some kind of weaponized thing i'm not sure what it was but we we read about it come to me all you who are wearied and burdened and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me i am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light jesus matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 He gives strength to the weary and increases 
the power of the weak. Isaiah forty twenty nine. I've tried to um, explain this. He increases the power of the of the weak. A lot of people I know are feeling very weak and powerless. Have mercy upon me, Lord, for I am faint. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. My flesh and heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Psalm 73, 26. Okay, and those are what I pulled, and it was, um, you know, the first one, not to be misread, you know, interpreted as like worshiping the law, because that's not it, because... When there was a law, one had to be, you know, perfect. <laughs> there had to be some sacrifice or something. With Jesus, the sacrifice already is. And, um, you know, literally you're drinking Jesus' blood and eating Jesus' flesh, you know, in the spiritual realm, you know, because there's no more uh, sacrifice needed. Why, why do you need a sacrifice? Why is there a need to, to give up something to get something? Why is there this system upon the earth? I don't know that. I, I, I wish it wasn't true. I wish that it was just like the New Agers say. Every, everything is great. Everyone loves everybody and it's cool. I, I don't know why. Why there's so much hatred, pain, suffering, strife. And of course, most Christians, even corrupt ones, will you know give you the shirt off their back unless they're so far gone they're ridiculous. You know what I mean? They'll 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 feed you. They'll help you. They'll. But one of the problems comes in when people decide, uh, you, you know, that they should be wiped out or something, or what, try to blame one group in society for all the world's evils. Say white, male, Christian, heterosexual men that have European background are evil they should be wiped off the earth and then they make up a bunch of lies as to why i never seen that kind of like uh modality toward genocide so you know so because i always wondered how could they just kill that many people like how could they just kill six million jews or how could they i know a lot of you think maybe they didn't kill that many maybe they didn't you know i, I it's not even the issue here the issue is how can they get evil and just start doing genocide uh, in any any instance wherever it is in the world. And now, having lived through this COVID thing, I realize how they can get there and how they could execute us and how easy it would be. And I see it now. I see the mechanism of it, which I could never see before. And I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. It was one of the questions I had in life. I we hear about all these things and the martyrdom and, and the, the, the torture. And we wonder how could people be so cruel? And now it's because and, and there's a reason. And, and, you know, and John speaks of it in his writings where he says, you know, they will kill you. I believe they're doing God's service. And now I see it up. I see that now the people that actually want to do this genocidal stuff, and of course, there's the macro and the micro of that. They um, they all believe they're doing good. They're doing something wonderful for the earth. And it's evil. It's it's evil and delusion. What what has to, 
there's no way to correct that except through prayer. You know, prayer from, from the other side. From, you know, the, and sometimes victims will pray unto death, unto their own deaths. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? From that they were not forsaken. You know, they were brought home. I'm sorry people get to that point where they, you know, I've seen the lies about uh, calling these women that didn't want to have racism taught to their kids because critical race theory is racism against white people is what it is. It's just basically a tit-for-tat type of thing, you know? And they actually don't want racism taught and they don't want their kids to be ashamed of you know, color or origin or whatever. They're here and this is their life and they don't want to be punished for the, for the, you know what, you know, for the sins of the fathers, maybe, you know, maybe not. But, you know, that's what's happening with this broad brush. So they go to complain and um, they get called terrorists by the, by the, the uh, Justice Department. It's absolutely, you know, when I saw that, I realized that's how they could kill the Jews. Yeah. Not only did get best teacher, got best and best okay, so now to a lighter subject. Okay, here we are doing this. So, uh, is Medusa, where is that? It's the Medusa. Is that in Greece? I think it's a, it's a, it's a, um, they're all virtual now. But, uh, yeah, Larry, well, congratulations to our partner in, in films, Larry, for, you know, getting Best Director and for Girl Next in um, the Medusa Film Festival and also for Marcus. He calls himself Jean, but it's really Jean, Jean, you know, it's really like the French. But Marcus Jean Perret got it, you know, Heinrich. He got a, he's crazy, man. He got a, a, a Best Actor. And what else? Feature actor and director. Wow, that must, you know, I mean, I I wasn't so bad as the writer, but I've never gotten anything. That's okay. I don't know if I can make it up the steps to the... Now, a lot of these virtual festivals, some of them are quarterly, some of them are biannually, and some are actually monthly. But, you know, we don't have any kind of advertising budget or anything like that to get the word out. And um, so th- we've got these festivals where we're guaranteed one thing. We, you know, we're sharing our film with people around the world. And then our sales agent who has a jurisdiction, you know, of, of the foreign sales, he says that those, those wins and festivals, you know, how we do really helps them make a decision, the buyers, because they... They see how it's doing, and then they, they see that it's... They used to say that there's only a few festivals buyers really go to. It'll be like Sundance, Slamdance, you know, uh, uh, for horror, be Sieges in Spain and Fantasia in Canada, and, you know, maybe there's a couple others. But now it's these festivals have become so popular around the world and that the big competition, you know, the, the studio films and stuff like that, they're entering a lot of them. And we've actually run into competition with them. So I'm feeling like, well, you know, it's all good for me. I, I just, 
I'm just thrilled that someone's watching the film and thinking about it. You know what I mean? And this was a nice way to do it. A lot of the say, well, is that a lot to 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 enter in the entry fees? No, they usually give us a um, a discount because we've been out there, and then they invite us, and they say some of some of them have waived the fee completely, and others have given us like a ninety percent discount too, and others have you know seek us out. And they say that we want Girl Next for our festival. And it's been very popular out there. It's been the most popular film on the uh, on the uh, indie festival circuit. I don't know why. I, I Maybe people are ready for something like this. I, I'm not sure. Maybe there's an honesty to it. I watched it on Tubi because I wanted to see what was going on. It sucked me right in. And I was sort of off to the races, even though I'd seen it. I just wished I hadn't seen it. I'd love to see it, never have seen it, and then see it on the big screen in 4K, you know. But uh, I'm thinking about getting a 4K projector and just getting a screen in here and having it drop down from the ceiling and just put it up there, you know what I mean? Oh, those were the good old days, huh? Well, I remember when we started this whole project, I was talking to Mike Muscal, the associate producer and a co-collaborator of the story. And I'd seen a film from Sweden with American actors with three people in it. It was about a couple that was uh, going to stay at their uncle's place out in, you know, the wilderness. And there's another house across the uh, pond. And there was a psycho in there. He was butchering the guy that owned it or something. So there's the local psycho out there that, you know, kills people. And it's unbeknownst to the couple. They're going through their troubles and they're having their conflicts and maybe this trip was a way to maybe glue their relationship back together. And I love watching stuff like that. You know what I mean? Going to some exotic location in the hopes you can get your marriage back together and then there's a bigger horror awaiting. Shoot, I would, meet, I would love to do something like that right now. You know, where you really get the characters. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, so, I, you know, it shows you the appealing nature. And then in the end, we, we stole, a, didn't steal, but we were inspired by a shot at the end. They, she finally, <clears throat> he got killed. Then there was only her left, you know, of course. And then she finally, you know, did the guy in with a, with a pitchfork. And so we had to use that, you know what I mean? But, but uh, I told him about it. And he goes, you've got to follow the rules. I said, what do you mean the rules? He goes, no more than five people in a house to be able to stick to a really almost micro low, super low budget. Because what we publish about it, what it is, you know, you know, you, you sort of add in all the extras and, you know, you, you have to have it at a certain level. But I mean, you know, we really did without a lot of the extras. So we did, uh, uh, and those we had to charge for though too you know, on paper, you know what I mean? So the budget swells. Like, uh, you know, we very much, this was a kitchen table production, you know. It was very much a, uh, a pipe dream. I remember I was telling Mike, well, we got to find a, you know, I, I said, I don't feel I'm up to directing. I just feel too, uh, oh, what, what you know, I'm, I'm producing. I'm, I, I better keep my eye on it. You know, I'm, Looking forward to working with a director if we can find one, you know, and we found one and Larry and 
we just started talking and, you know, long before, you know, pretty soon the script got done and we were off to the races, you know. He was just a, a really brilliant guy that just knows a lot about film, but he's got a talent, a gift. I call it the gift. And he actually has a daughter that has the same gift too. It's this gift. It's this gift with pictures. And um, maybe it's kind of similar to my ears. I've got a gift with the ears on the on the music. You know, the, my ears don't lie. <laughs> I wish they would once in a while. But um, yeah, he has this gift. But that wasn't it. We we talked about God. And then he was a believer, and you know, he loved the Lord, and I did too. And I said, well, but all this is very horror, and you know, and it's like, you know, we're. We're, we're we're struggling with that, and then we're deciding to go full full speed ahead. And um, we've had like a, a you know prayer meetings on like a daily basis through this thing because there were so many harrowing uh, things that could get us. You know what I mean? That could stop us. That could hurt us. And, and we just you know got to give the Lord the glory for even getting through that shoot. You know, that was a really rough shoot. I mean, it was, you know, people didn't really, you know, I think they looked at me as some kind of relic and Larry was too demanding and how dare he be so demanding. If he's, he's not like he's some famous director. I'm like, oh, yes, he is. Well, he's certainly famous now. I mean, in a, in a certain way. I mean, he's, he's taken off. You know, it, it's not my first time launching people from a film I did where they became stars. You know, so we both had, and then Mike has a lot of talent. He's an award-winning producer as well. And so I think by now we know what we're doing, hopefully, <laughs> you know, but we, we definitely let it out. We'd let it out. We just, we didn't pull punches because you can see a movie any day of the week that pulls punches. Just watch Netflix. You can watch any of those. They're there for entertainment only. If it gets too personal or too real, it gets trimmed. It's there to entertain you, you know, that's to pull you in, yes, but then not go over the boundaries. And um, so that's the purpose of us. That's where we come in. We could go over the boundaries. And, you know, I watched it this last time, a couple of days ago. I was loving the way it looks on, on Tubby. I love the way it looks on, on Amazon, too. And thank you for purchasing it there. That that really helps us. Um. I don't like the way the DVDs came out because it, we, we just have to uh, talk to our distributor and, and just say that that's not cool, man. To have a, a Blu-ray at 720p resolution is... Um, I didn't even know that was possible. That's why I never brought it up in a meeting. I didn't think it was... I didn't. I really didn't think that was possible. But I'm, don't worry. If you've got one of those, I can't refund them all, but I'd love to send you a, a, the Blu-ray we're going to produce, 4K, beautiful surround mix, uh, with some interviews and some extras and some outtakes and some funny stuff. And uh, it'll be a whole, you know, new artwork and, you know, poster, yes, but I mean some other kinds of artwork and names not misspelled. <laughs> well, you got to start somewhere. You know, and you need a distributor to distribute your movie so people will see it. Um, and like Tubby, a lot of people have seen it on Tubby. And, you know, uh, is it Tubby or Tubby? I don't know which way you're supposed to, which way you're supposed to pronounce it. 
Tubi. Well, um, kudos to them for, for being able to recreate. I mean, that's what we created. That picture that you see on Tubi, that is maybe even closer than Amazon. I mean, that is the picture. And it was a great experience. I didn't have to touch anything. I just turned it on and played. But you do get the commercials. I didn't mind sitting through them, but uh, I wasn't going anywhere. You know, I was I was wanting to see. I, I, what blew my mind yesterday, because the way I saw it, is like, I can't believe that, you know, you're coming back with another, you know, after one thing happens, another weird thing happens. It's like, you're going, what the fuck? And the next thing you know, you bring, you know, there's another scene, you know, even, you know, and then another scene. That's like topping the one earlier in terms of, you know, sort of outrageousness and just weirdness. And um, I just took a lot of joy with that. You know, it's, I, I don't know why. I may not be following the rules. I don't know. But for those of you who want something a little more honed to entertainment, like the next one is really for horror fans and it's going to be a, it's um, it's a you know Larry just man. It's I think he's really this is really, in a sense he was like a lot of us. I tell you the story, like Larry won't give the story of Larry, but I'm going to give it a little bit. He was like a lot of us and had like you know was was you know boy interrupted. He was like young genius actor. He could do anything. He used to build haunted house uh, projects in Houston for kids to go to and stuff. And then he had, you know, he, he was out and he was, you know, on the hot list of directors out in L.A. He was hanging out with, you know, he did, won all these awards for Jacob in 2012. Then he kind of hit this lull kind of thing, just a, you know, just a terrible, almost stopping where he was going to maybe even leave. And then God said, you know, through me or whatever, but I mean, obviously, nope, son, it's not over yet. And he's, he's, uh, Really, with these last two, I mean, this is so just bigger and bigger steps. So I'd say that Quantum Devil is, you know, another step, and then The Voice would be another step. But he's definitely one of those guys. He's one of those guys that, you know, had he not been interrupted by circumstances, we would have never met. You know, and he's never going to get a better producer than me because I'm all about what he, whatever he's doing. I'm. I'm I'm tuned right in. You know what I mean. It's not like, you know, he has. I mean, the only thing we fight over, and it's not really me. It's just his budget constraints, and then you know having to do without certain things. But that's you know, you, you know that's gonna be that's gonna happen at any. You know, those are the trade offs. I mean, that's just like that's not a creative thing. That's just something that you know an unfortunate aspect. And I understand that directors that get everything they want a lot of times. Those guys have, you know, problems, but I, you just watch Larry. He's going to, you know, he's not, you know, the 26-year-old director that they're all just fawning over. But he's the guy they want in all their festivals. And so couldn't be better for me because, you know, with me with the script, I was wondering who could understand the script and he got it and, he recreated it. I mean, in all its weirdness and whatever. And he's added some things too that you know are his his creations. His the whole thing is his creation, really. His his interpretation because they he has to go from two D to like three D, you know, to make it real. 
So a lot of those choices, uh, all the choices are in his uh, craft, you know, his talent. Anyway, um, he's great with pictures. And uh, I, 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 you know, had I won awards when I was like, you know, this is not like an Academy Award or something, but, you know, let's say or something on that level. I'm not sure I would get that, you know, I'd like to get excited about it, but I, you know, I just keep thinking, well, I'm probably not going to be around that long. You know what I mean? There isn't like this future. So it's kind of, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm making my peace with like with death and with the Lord and stuff. At the same time, there's this exciting stuff going on. I do get very excited. I'd love to go to some of these places, but I don't know how well I would do, you know, in that environment with the with the mask and the, the, the not as much oxygen and how I would do in terms of, you know, whether I'd be able to hold up or not. So I'm, you know, I, I have those concerns. You know, folks, it, it does change when you get older. I mean, enjoy your, your youth when you have it. And may you stay eternally young, but you know it's not going to happen. It's You're going to have to deal with, with age at some point. One of the things that goes is that maybe we fight about, but we should fight back on, is the excitement about things. You know what I mean? The uh, um, things to look forward to and things like that. Now, when I met Charles, and Charles will be here tomorrow for what I understand, I really love being around him because he, you know, he's uh, he's the elder in the room. He's older than, than us by a couple of years, not much. But he, uh, when I talked to him when we were in Tennessee, and he was telling me how he'd already been up and he, he was, uh, maybe this is because he's got kids, you know, all over the place. So he'd already been to like Walmart. And he'd been he'd been down to Dick's Sporting Goods. I don't think you'll mind me telling you the story. He was down to Dick's Sporting Goods to get uh, souvenirs for the kids, you know. And he was all kind of excited, and, and he was in a always smiling, you know. What I mean, this was uh, I'm like, you know, this is the the emancipated child of God. It just nothing affects him, you know. And I, I know stuff doesn't affect you, Charles, but you know what I'm saying. Compared to everybody else. You know, kind of like that uh, wise sage that has gotten himself into a place, into this good place that the Lord has him in, but it's because of his focus on the Lord and then getting the benefit of not looking ahead or behind, just being in that moment, you know. And by, by being by being around him, of course, he, he helps all of us get into that moment because that's where you want to be in the present moment, right? But he wanted to get some souvenirs and he was... And I was like, I had somehow lost the oil cap on the RV and it, oil blew out all over the, uh, the Jeep and out the back of the bus. And I was wondering how much I lost. I, you know, there was still oil in there, but I I was going to go to Walmart. It was just a big deal. I was plotting my way to Walmart. <laughs> He'd already been there. He'd been all over the place. He already had the whole area sussed of Lebanon, Tennessee, next to Nashville. So I went to, um, I did go out to that Walmart. I got three gallons of, uh, I don't know, diesel oil, diesel bus oil. And um, I, I I looked up on the internet. I found out how much the gauge was. If it's down so much, how much oil that is. So it needed one gallon. Yep, one, it needed one gallon and I uh, did it. And 
Worked perfectly, cleaned it up, spent a, long, a good deal of time cleaning it from the OSK. I thought maybe someone sabotaged me, but why would they just reach in there, open up the back, and just take the oil thing off? You know, it didn't make sense. So I thought maybe it, it wasn't on that well, it vibrated off. I, I, I don't want to you know, live in paranoia. I just, you know, it, it was there, oil went flying out of there, and I had to deal with it. So we dealt with it, right, Trish? It also could pop off, right, if there's enough oil pressure. But, yeah, it's a Cummins engine, you know, right? Cummins diesel, 450, uh, turbo diesel. There's absolutely, that, that engine's been meant to go a long ways. And meant to take a, a licking, you know. So I'm thinking it's going to be okay. Nah, I mean, don't don't look at it that way. You know, that you're old too and you're feeling like, yeah, there's not much to look forward to and you're kind of living. There's nothing wrong with living through your kids and your grandkids too. I just, I'm, I'm not in that position. So with me, it's like, you know, the, the only danger that I get into, and I think that some of us get into, is when we make it about ourselves. I mean, I know that's an old adage your mother used to tell you. Don't just keep thinking about yourself, you know. Other people need your attention too, you know. You know your father would like to, you know, need your love too. You know, not just, you know, your, you know, your sister, your whatever, you know. There's a, the guy on the team needs an encouraging word. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, mom, okay, I get it. Yeah, don't be, don't be so self-absorbed. Of course, being really self-absorbed comes from trauma. Right? It comes from being hurt and not being able to deal with it, so you become self-absorbed. So I, there's nothing wrong with... No, no criticism from me. I, I, I've been in the same... I understand that. But um, as we get older, what I'm trying to say is, you know, you don't have to just think about, well, it's over, and I'm, you know, now, uh, even though good things are happening, I'm not planning a future I, I there isn't really not a future there or another way of looking at it is i'm planning having this 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 my my poland spring water which is not as good as my well water through a through a filters it's really strange you know it's like trish have you ever seen ice do this the ice, it looks like hair. Well, that shows me that, what are those, spike proteins? What the hell is this? Does this water suck? Maybe <laughs> terrible water. Anyway, no, but not to think in terms of the future, but to think in terms of the present and then... What do you think of that? Those like weird things growing out of the ice. Huh? Wow. Is that weird? What does that mean? Is there something in the water? Well, anyway, I'm not, I don't want to waste uh, you know time here, but I'm just saying. When you're dealing with it, when you have, and then when you have younger people around, they're like, you know, they're planning for the future because there is still a future, you know, technically, and there's plenty to do. So my attitude is there's plenty to do. We've got to think about the future, but I think about the future maybe through younger people's 
eyes at what they're going to, you know, and try to do what I could do. I don't want to dwell on death, but I have to deal with it, you know, in practical ways, you know, like estate and, and stuff like that. So I, I'm, you know, just going to make it so that when, I, when I'm gone, you know, I mean, I'm just not, I'm just dust. There's nothing, you know what I mean? It's just something like that. But it's not something I I dwell on in a negative way. It's just that there's no, and I'm open to the idea of living eternally, but I'm starting to notice a couple of things as an older individual. I'm noticing that things that used to happen are occurring again, you know, like in our society. I'm also noticing new things. But I'm noticing that um, it's like I've gone around a cycle and now here it comes again. And it's not events that are driving it. It's just this, it's like I've gone around a loop already and now here we are again going around the loop again. And it's the same every loop. It's just whether you're here or not. You know, you you interact with it for so many years and then you leave. But then it's the same loop going around, you know, for the next guy or whatever. Uh, that's what makes me think it's it's a test and, and definitely a simulation, but it, it's a scary test. It's a test of faith, really, ultimately. Now, you can be really angry and say, I don't need any faith to hell with everybody. I came here, I didn't, you know, how dare you tell me how to live? I was a dumpster baby and I was, you know, kicked around and, you know, I had my teeth thrown down my throat and everything else went down the hell and nobody respected me and I was, nobody cared. Everyone kicked me around. It was just a terrible thing. How dare you tell me to look at God after that? And I would say, free will, Buster, go for it. Go for it. And usually, you know, if, if, you know, after a while of that, one realizes that one is in a, you know, like a doppelganger. It's like, oh my God, I'm going around and around in a circle over and over and over again. And nothing is, the, the scenery is not changing. And then when the hatred goes, all of a sudden, everything opens up. And you can see it every, see, for me, life is no longer linear. It's eternal. So it's it's up, down, back, forth. And, oh, there's one other thing that's happened. I want to get this down on the mic before and I'm going to go. I'm drifting in and out of dreams like never before, you know, during the day. And, and uh, there's other worlds going on where I'm there. In another conversation with someone else and... And I'm there, and I and I can get, I get glimpses of it, you know, through dreams, through these daydream things, through these nodding off things. You know, I can see that I'm already there. And I wonder if there's anything to that, to this, you know, because I know, you know, not just from the Bible, but from the ancients and from thinking about life and even from quantum physics. A lot of, we love to study physics and we're, getting ready to do another round of that. Um, we know from all that, though, that there really isn't a death, so to speak. There is some kind of thing that happened. I mean, I know you're not here in this plane, 
but I can see many other parallel uh, universes, parallel situations. I mean, even now while I'm talking to you, I'm somewhere else doing something else. I'm not conscious of it. But I have this feeling that I, I, I may go to one of those things. I'm not sure I, you know, that it's going to be like a birth again. I'm not quite sure. And, and in this life, I've also been aware that I've been in the plane that was going to crash the mountain, but it landed. So I got off that reality and onto the one that landed reality. Then I started seeing this world, you know, life extension in this world. After we get to the point of, um, you know, defeating the, the billionaire class, you know, they say how to do, you know, they want to get dole out of universal income and all that for people and people want to destroy the whole economy just to get that universal income. That guarantee they won't give it to you. But, I mean, if they, they'll transfer it for a while from taxpayers and rob people's bank accounts, but they're not going to give you money of their own. They captured it and they're keeping it. And, um, you know, the, the billionaire... See, nobody really factored in the antitrust on a spiritual level. Nobody really factored in these guys are all in the same club. They are, I tell you, all these names, the clubs are irrelevant. It's the same exact club where Zuckerberg, Klaus Schwab, those, they're all in the same thing, exactly. That means they're in the same company doing the same things the company does. But it's compartmentalized, so people can't put it together. But if we had antitrust laws being enforced, you could look at them, these billionaires that are all part of the same thing, doing the same thing, doing a lot of the same things, and all the interlinkage between all the contacts and all the enablers of those billionaires that make it possible for them to hate and kill all of us, we would be able to break them up into a million pieces. And I also see the people that are upset with Trump, had he not been in the billionaire class, you might not have had to worry about that. You know, it's a strange thing, this billionaire class. I mean, some people make, you know, millions, make, you know, a good living, and then they have money to live. The government takes their house and takes everything when they die, you know, and uh, doles out a little bit to the whoever, and then boom, that's the end of it. You know, I understand that. They confiscate the wealth of people that are in the middle class, upper middle class, and they do not confiscate the wealth of the billionaires. They've been allowed to compound their wealth over generations and where everybody else has been confiscated. So you don't have capitalism. This is not capitalism. Communism is obviously corrupt because the same thing the government tells you, you know, you, what you can do with you know, the money they allow you to have. I don't know what this, I don't know the solution. I just know that these people being in the same spiritual club, not, are they, not only have they become um, tolerant of abominations that would be you know, atrocities, that would be abominations and atrocities toward children that anybody should object to, but it's because they make that the rule to get in the club. That you tolerate it, that you agree with it, that you don't persecute it, prosecute it, blah, blah, blah. Meaning you're complicit, okay? So I, 
wonder if they I, I guess you can't make affiliation something that you could go after like because there really is no corporatocracy all the people that are in the corporations you have the board of directors okay and you've got the executive staff and the chairman okay and that's it they're just people they're just people you know the same people on the board of IBM and on the board of Boeing on the board of this on the board they're on the boards of everything these people could be on the board of 30 or 40, 50 corporations. It's that same small group of people. And they're pushing everything to do with perversion, you know, uh, sex in the classroom, let's face it. And, and the only rule is no hetero. It all has to be the other way. It has to be every alternative but that. And then, you know, aren't there rules and laws where if that's going on in the classroom, and they say, well, they're just reading the books. Yeah, they're reading the books and getting together and doing it. What do you think kids are going to do? I think it's too late to intervene now. We're screwed. I just never thought it would wind up like this. I never thought it would wind up being you know, the entire world. I knew it was, and I didn't want it to be, and then it did. And of course, you got to give the Bible credibility because it's the only thing in the world that's telling us that, telling us that very thing. And I don't know anything else that is telling us that. So here we go. Hey, thanks for being around, you guys. Uh, you know, uh, just want to put out a little talk today and tell you that healing is nigh, Trish. Please pay for Trish's healing, her hands and feet and head and, you know, just her breakout. She has, you know, autoimmune. Um, it's a terrible thing. And, um, and please pray for her. And for me, it's, uh, you know... I have a feeling, though, I'm going to keep going. Huh? You think so? <laughs> well, if I'm not, it's okay. But I think so. Trying to find something funny to play. Thing is, nothing is that funny. I want something to be funny. I know a lot of people having little Halloween celebrations. I used to have Halloween celebrations, and you know, I got bored with it one day. Yeah. It was an excuse to get drunk with the kids. Yeah, I know. Okay. Jeez. All right, here's something a little cheery. A Trish song, a Trish, Trishishi, a Trishishi song. Okay, my brethren, God bless you, each and every one, and you're all messengers too, so you're hereby ordained and deputized to go out there and let them know the truth. Nobody is forsaken. Oh, negative fixations.
evil will destruct. Leaving us in risk. Feel it leaving. Finally gone.